0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight Patron Edition. Now in this Patreon edition, I probably will post this on the regular Light the Fight feed as well just to give you patrons a little heads up if you see it come up uh, on the normal uh, podcast feed. And the reason is because I got basically the same question from a patron that I also got from someone on Instagram because we posted a little question like Ask David Some Questions thing. So the question is... well. It was from the patron person and from the other person is basically asking about school and generally how to get your kid motivated to go to school. Now, there wasn't really a lot of context in either of the questions more like, hey, my kids, you know, been lazy during the wintertime, doesn't really want to go to school after the Christmas break. How do I going to go to school? The other one was like, how do I get my kid to be motivated to go to school? So I'm going to do my best to to answer a general question. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mind the general questions, but the general questions, I have to like make a lot of assumptions or I just have to speak really general. In this particular question, I'm going to speak pretty general. Motivation is something that is difficult to have and it leaves us pretty quickly. I heard an example one time. Motivation is like kindling for a fire. So you need the kindling, right? Just got to get some sticks together, put them up in a little teepee, maybe put like a piece of paper or something like that in there I'm not saying that that's best for the environment but I'm saying these are some ways to get some kindling going for a fire once you get the kindling going everybody knows you got to have some sticks and then some other sticks and then once you get it big enough then you got out a log once you get a log on there or a bigger piece you know of wood obviously not wet wood <laughs> dry wood then you got a real fire going but it's got to start with kindling think about kindling it blows out easily So if you start some kindling and you don't have the wood to put on there, or if it's really windy, you don't protect it from the wind, then it's gonna blow get blown out. If you get the kindling and you get it going and you put some wood on there, I mean some wood on there, and then the wind comes, then the wind actually can get the fire going much larger. So I'm going to talk about something called anti fragile. It's been a while since I've talked about this on the podcast. So I thought it might be good to give you guys a little refresher on this subject. So anti-fragile. It is not a psychology term in in general or specifically a psychology term, but it is a term that I've been using in psychology for quite some time, especially when referring to kids and more s- specifically to teenagers. So what anti-fragile is, it comes from an economist term. It was by Nassim. Gosh, I got to go back. I'll give credits to the gentleman that wrote the book, but the book is called... Anti-fragile. So it's going to be pretty easy for you to find that book. So he talks about in economics and certain things like that, that certain things are anti-fragile, meaning they're not fragile at all. They benefit from being tested and broken. And when they get broken, when they get tested, they actually come back stronger. In his book, uh, he talks about like a wine glass is not anti-fragile meaning it doesn't get better when it's broken. So if you drop a wine glass or any glass for that matter, it breaks, you just throw it away. It doesn't get stronger because it was broken. It doesn't learn anything from the experience. It's just broken. But some things and some people are anti-fragile. So I liken this to kids, more specifically teenagers, are anti-fragile. So when you're looking at your kid as being too fragile for them to go to school, or they're looking at themselves as being too tired, Maybe, you know, school's not their thing and and they're feeling like they can't do it. Maybe they have social anxiety. Maybe they have um, struggle with depression off and on. Maybe they just don't feel confident with schoolwork. Or maybe, you know, in social situations it's not necessarily anxiety. It's more the sense that they don't get anything out of school, meaning they don't have good friends there. Let's face it, it's really hard to get kids to go to school when they don't have any friends. Or as I like to say, the only reason why kids sometimes even go to school is because there's other kids there. Tough to get kids to wake up 6 o'clock in the morning and get ready to go study all day long if there's no other peers there for them to hang out, for them to see. So that's where the action's at. That's where things are happening at. That's where they get their social energy and all their connectivity happening at school. And of course, if they're awake and if they're motivated and if they're able to make it through the day and focus long enough, they could actually learn some things as well. So anti-fragile, I want you to see your kids when they're unmotivated and they don't want to go to school, see them as being anti-fragile. I think a lot of times in the old school days, and even some parents probably do this still, where they'll be really hard on their kids. They'll tell their kids their lives are easy. They don't have it that bad. When, you know, when I was growing up, when I was your age, you know, I, I had to do X, Y, and Z and do all these different types of things to be able to get to school. And you got it easy. You, you know, you drive to school in a nice warm car. You don't have to ride your bike in the snow. Whatever things that parents say when they were back in the old days or sometimes parents still say those things and they just push their kids with the hard hand. They say, you got to go to school. I'm making you go to school. That is not necessarily something that I think is always the best approach, especially if your kid pushes back a lot and just lays flat on the ground. We all know how hard it is to pick up a kid who's asleep or a kid who just lays flat and just goes limp, right? But if you get them to respond a little bit and to work with you a little bit, that is a little bit easier to get them. Using that analogy to pick them up and move them if they're awake, if they're giving you a little bit of help in that process. So when it comes to getting your kids to school, I want you to first see them as being anti-fragile, meaning just like a fire when there's no kindling or there's very little kindling, I should say, and it's a very light flame, it blows out when the first time the wind comes. But if it's a big fire, meaning you got the motivation going, you get them you know, going a little bit, have them uh, inspired to be at school for some sort of greater purpose, then any difficulties or struggles that they have is an opportunity for them to get stronger from that situation. So seeing your kids as anti-fragile is very important when you give this next or when you take this next suggestion of mine. <clears throat> so you got the real extreme hard hand version of a parent. Then you got the coddling version of a parent. Usually when I talk about this, I talk about the shameful parenting style, the old school, like get up or some beat your butt, blah, blah, blah. Then you got the coddling side, which is the opposite, where it's you let them stay at home so many days where now they feel like they don't have to go to school or they'll just show up for a couple periods on the A day or B day, whatever day that they like. I have some students that, you know, they say, hey, Mr. Cause, sorry I didn't come to your class, but I just hate my A days. I'm like. So you hate my class? No, I don't hate your class. I just hate all the other class eight days. So because of that, I'm gonna miss your class. I'm like, uh, okay, well, thank you, I guess, for telling me that you're not gonna to come to my class when I see them in the hallway or go in the restroom or something like that. So this is something I come across a lot. So for you parents that are over coddling you, are the parents that out of love you want to keep your kids safe, you don't want them to be, you know, pressed too hard. You don't want them to be challenged too hard. You specifically need to know that your kids are going to benefit from you encouraging them and from you finding ways to get them going. Sometimes you got to motivate them with some little treats or some little incentives. Sometimes you got to motivate them with some, hey, I'm going to take some privileges away from you. Now, whichever side you lean on or whichever side you typically do more, you got to play around on the other side. So if you're one of those parents like, I'll buy a new video game, I'll do this, I'll do that. You can't do that all the time. He got to be able to tell him some straight information, like, "Hey, listen, I tried to offer you, um, you know, some extra time on your phone, or you know, I take you to your favorite restaurant, or you know, I get you some sort of treat or candy or whatever your bribe was, and that didn't work. I tried it; it didn't work. So here's what I'm going to tell you: you don't have to go to school. And if you don't go to school, then you're going to lose these certain privileges." So, hey, I'm not going to give you a hard time today. You've already slept in. School's out. But I will remind you tonight before you go to bed that if you don't wake up tomorrow and go to school, then you're going to wake up minus this privilege, minus this device, or minus whatever it is. Now, if you're the loving, compassionate parent that has a hard time towing the line, you cannot save and protect your kids from natural consequences from their actions. You don't want to be that parent that sees your kid as so fragile that they can't take a consequence. Now, you may be listening and saying, well, my kid will freak out or my kid's freaked out. I've tried that. It doesn't work. Well, maybe it doesn't work because your approach is too personal. Maybe you do it out of anger. I'm going to take that away from you. Maybe it's in the middle of, you know, the the morning when you're trying to get them going. They won't do it. And then you threaten them. You have to tell them, hey, listen, I'm going to warn you tonight or remind you tonight. It's probably a better way of saying it. That tomorrow, if you don't get up and go to school, hey, that's your choice. I'm not going to make you get up and go to school. And you're not going to have these privileges. Then when the school time comes, you're going to have to just patiently and quietly go and do those things. When I say patiently and quietly, I mean don't do it with agitation and aggravation like slamming the doors. See, now I'm taking your Xbox. Now I'm going to be the bad parent. Now I've got to do this. Now I to, you should have done this. Now I'm going to steal your stuff. Or don't try to wake them up and say, if you don't go, if you don't go, then you're going to lose your privileges. Maybe give them one reminder. Say, listen, I'm going to give you one reminder to get up. If you don't get up, remember what I said last night? That's going to happen. Don't go over the whole detail about what you're going to do. Just patiently sit there and watch them not get up after that one reminder and then quietly go take away the privilege or plan for them to go without the privilege. If it's the car, if it's some sort of support, you got to tell your partner or whoever it is that can hold you accountable to something, say, listen, don't let me back out of this. I told them last night they don't get them to go to school then tomorrow or today they can't go to football practice, basketball practice, whatever it is. A lot of parents don't want to punish their kids with things like a sport. Punish their kids with things that, well, they're, you know, their kid actually loves because that's the only thing they like to do. And I don't blame you. And you shouldn't do that all the time. But if your kid has lost motivation and you're seeing them as someone that's like, gosh, <clears throat> if I don't do something, then they're going to never go to school. Well, then guess what's going to happen? They're not going to be able to play that sport anyways because they're not going to be eligible. Or they may call you and say, hey, listen, can you sign me and uh, and and clear my absences? Can you excuse those absences? Could you tell the the, the teacher that, that I wasn't feeling good and, and give me excuses to, to the school? You can love them, but you can't save them. If you heard that from me many times in this podcast, I'll say it over and over again. So for the coddling parents, you definitely don't want to see them as being so fragile they can't handle it. And then when it comes to the discipline, the things you got to take away from them, you've got to be able to be patient, persistent, didn't say it the first one, meaning consistently do what you say you're going to do, and persistent, meaning just do it. Like if they try to talk you out of it later on after 1130 when they've woken up, well, I swear I'll go tomorrow, I'll go tomorrow, give me one more chance, hey, listen – I don't blame you for wanting another chance, but I can't save you from this consequence. Don't give them a lecture on how uh, you know, if, if they show up late to work when they're adult, you can't save them from losing their job. The lecturing time is over. With teenagers specifically, they don't want to learn something unless they come to you asking you for help. But if they're coming to you and begging you to bail them out, they're not getting the lesson. Now for the shameful parents, I mean the parents that like to be more of the tough guys, you, pretty much the same thing. Don't make it personal, Don't threaten them and don't tell them, fine, I'm going to take away your car. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that. Just the night before, calmly, while they're awake, and patiently say, hey, I'm just telling you, if you don't go to school tomorrow, you will not be able to hang out with your friends this weekend. You will not be able to use the car. You will have your phone turned off for the whole entire day. If you don't go to school the next day. Then you have your phone turned off for two more days. If you don't go to school the next day, then it's three days. Every time you don't go to school, you're going to lose your phone for another day and then it's going to double every single time to the point where you may lose your phone for a couple weeks until you go to school. I don't want to be hard. I don't want to make it personal. I'm just telling you, that's what I'm going to do. In both these situations, you have to be calm. You have to be patient. You have to persist through. Just keep on doing it. Don't talk about it. Just do it. Give them one reminder in the morning. Try to help them. Now, if this question was more of like, hey, how do I motivate my kid to go to school because they don't like school? Well, you can be honest with them because, remember, they're not fragile. You don't have to try to convince them all these reasons why they have to like school. You can just tell them, hey, listen, I know that you don't like school. And you know that I don't like it when you don't go to school because it makes my life harder. So let's work together. If you go to school and you make my life easier, and so I don't get the phone calls from the principal or from the school that I don't have to deal with getting you on like getting on you about your grades, if you make my life easier, then I can make your life easier. I can help you out in these other ways over here. But for you to say you're not going to go to school, I get it. You don't have to want to go to school. For me personally, I don't have to want to try to force you to go to school. So let's figure something out that you can go to school and your attitude can be more like, hey, I don't like it, but I will be willing to do it. Pushing your kids, encouraging them, pushing them in that direction. And if they're not willing to do it and they dig in their heels and they say they absolutely will not do it, then you're going to have to double down a little bit and say, listen, all right, I didn't want to have to do this. You're putting me in a position where now I'm going to have to be you know, harder on you, more stricter on you, take some things away from you. I don't want to do that, but I am willing to do that. This is the type of approach that is not coddling. It's not shaming. It's partnering. But in order for this to work, it's very effective for you to see your kids as being anti-fragile. They will benefit from you pushing them and encouraging them. When I say pushing them, I don't mean like pushing them off the cliff and shoving them. I mean like nudging them. Come on, come on, you can do it. Well, I don't like to go to school. I get it, I don't blame you. You can tell all your friends that don't like to be at school that you don't like school while you're there. But if you're at home, you'll have to text it to them. Just tell them face-to-face. You guys can... you know, trauma bond together about how bad school sucks. Well, that's stupid. Hey, there's a lot of things that are stupid. There's a lot of things you're not gonna like. I don't blame you for not liking school, but I would blame you for not doing something that you know you need to do. You're smart in that. You're wise in that. You realize it's just part of the deal. Everybody's gotta go to school. You gotta go to school too. Don't react to everything that they say. Don't try to save them. Don't try to threaten them. Partner with them, but most importantly, see them as they're just going to deal with it. You just got to keep on nudging them along. Don't shove them, don't coddle them. Just keep on nudging them along. Find ways to motivate them. If that doesn't work, just toe the line and let them know, "Hey, listen, I'm going to have to do this. I don't want to do it, but that's what I'm gonna have to do." And then you have to follow through. So, to answer everything in one simple sentence, the best way to motivate your kids to go to school is to look them in the eyes. And tell them that they just need to go to school. And if they don't wanna go, they don't have to go. But if they wanna have some freedoms, if they want your respect, then they're gonna need to go. Plain and simple. It's not personal, it's just a factual statement. And then, of course, you gotta follow through on your end. Don't cave to them, don't let them talk you out of it, don't let them give you the baby eyes. You know, if you saw, um, What's that movie I just saw recently with my kids that my kids love? Uh, Puss in Boots. Don't let them give you the Puss in Boots cat eyes. Just stick with it. Smile. And just follow through. Okay? All right, you guys. Motivation for kids to go to school. You don't want your pores to be too hot. You don't want to be too cold. You want to be just right. By the way, that's also in the new Puss in Boots movie. If you haven't seen that, they got a pretty funny part about Goldilocks and the Three Bears, so check it out. <laughs> little plug for them. We're not sponsored by Puss in Boots, but... Pretty funny. All right, you guys, thank you as always for sponsoring us here on Light the Fight Patreon Edition. If you're listening to this on Light the Fight or normal channel and you want to join us on Patreon, you get an extra video every week for um, pretty much ever. As long as I uh, keep on doing the podcast, I'll be doing that. Just costs five bucks a month. It supports me, helps me keep these lights. Get new wallpaper, new signs, stuff like that, new microphones. So I appreciate all you patrons out there. If you're interested in checking it out, go to com backslash light the fight. And until next time, thank you for helping us to light the fight.